Let's see. All right. Can we just talk about how fucking off the rails Ric Flair is anymore? Jesus. (laughs) What do you do now? Because I know he was doing all sorts of bullshit with his podcast, talking shit. Yeah, I yeah. I I finally listened to the second episode of the day. I don't know. It just seems like they don't have, like, an idea yet where that show's going. Like, I can't stand Mark Madden as it is. I know Jason feels the same. But, like, I don't know. It's just... Talking about getting trying to get back into the ring and wrestle, and like some of his tweets. Like, one moment it's like, Oh, WWF, Vince, we love you, love your dick, and then it's like, Hey, give me my fucking shit back, right? And he's like, I'm hurt that you, you know, fired me, but I gave you the man moniker for yeah, Becky. So, I, I guess one of the stories he did tell was that because he's trying to um buy back. So the Dome Globe NWA title, which is like legit, like legit thing. I guess when he was going through something, the company bought it from him just so he could have some money. So they gave him like 50 grand for it. And so now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I want it back. <laughs> but he's like, oh, well, you know, he's like, he said he's trying to like buy it back or whatever. But like he said, they're like not complying and like not wanting to give it back and um, just a bunch of other shit. My God, dude. Yeah, I just saw something where he tweeted a picture of his wife, of his dick, him yeah. working out, and then Sammy Guevara, yeah. and it said something about, "I said I, I've already said it that I'm either gonna die in bed next to my wife or in the ring next to Sammy Guevara." So I'm yeah. getting ready. I'm getting ready for one of the other, and it's a picture yeah. of him working out. It's so fucking weird. No, he's like, he's like, hey, I'm gonna die. It's either gonna be next to my smoking hot wife, or <laughs> yeah, next to Sammy Guevara in the ring. Like, are you saying you're? And then he says things like, you know, oh, Hulk's like talking about Hulk Hogan, like, oh, he's not in great shape. He's not doing well. This and that. And Hogan's like. Posted a picture saying he's like as low as weight since like ninth grade and like in the best shape he's been in, in like in years. <laughs> that's that's like the Hogan Bam Margera tweet. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm not even dead. Oh my god! If you guys can ever find it sometime, find the one. Um, you guys are listening to Jim Cornette experience. Not very no. often, but okay. I don't. I don't really either. Like he did a really good like tribute to like Bobby, which was like he was just like crying the whole time. But it was like a three hour tribute. It was awesome. But like some of the stuff I don't like. But they did. They did a like twenty minute thing of lies that Hulk Hogan has said. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Like and Hulk Hogan has legit said these things, and they're like complete lies. <laughs> oh my god it's they're just like cracking up the whole time well, he says a lot of things in character brother i mean he, he wants to yeah he, he's always did, did you he's miss... always keeping a kayfabe he's trying to put put everything over did you did you never see the uh the clip of him like on the the witness stand and he's just like oh uh, yeah man i mean hulk hogan's like his his dick is 24 inches but not <laughs> not <Terry's. laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> His dick is twenty four. Yeah, I mean that's 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 honestly, I mean that's not exactly what he said, but that was the point. That was pretty was, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the point he was I trying to get across. That. Yeah, 
He's like, well, you know, Terry Bollea is not very well endowed, but Hulk Hogan has a, you know, seven foot long dick. And <laughs> you're just like, where are you, where are you going with this? <laughs> There's a difference between the character and the man. Terry Bollea, the yeah. man, is a humble, honest person, where Hulk Hogan, the character, is, yeah, is a, he embellishes the truth a bit, you know, like <laughs> all the things yeah. he used to say about Andre, you know, that was all the character, not the man. It's just so sad. It's like, God, I idolize this guy. <laughs> uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the enemy. That's <laughs> like, oh my God, like I was worshiping the thermos the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, welcome everybody to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us this week. All three of us are here and intact. We got Kevin, we got Michael, and of course, you got me, Jason. If you want to join in on the conversation, make sure you tweet at us at LiveYourGimmick. That is the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. Welcome back, Michael. Michael missed last week. Uh, we really shit on Survivor Series. Is there anything you'd like to add to that before we move <laughs> on to whatever's going on this week? <laughs> Please do. I mean, I, I didn't even watch it. That's all. Right. all. Well, Miniscule Survivor Series wasn't my book. I mean, the, the, the most interesting thing that came out of it that I saw was that they did a bunch of shit to tease The Rock and never in a thousand years was The Rock going to be there. Oh, come on, Mike. Talk about the fucking egg. That's what that is. Yeah, that's exactly. It's from his fucking movie. Oh god. Oh my god. So how about the payoff, Jason? Now you went back. We talked on the show last week, and I watched it live. I didn't spoil it for you. You went back and watched. Tell me, tell me about the payoff. Yeah, the the, the payoff. Please tell me that Jason was sucking the man cock last week, and he was like, "Oh, the payoff's gonna be great." No, 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 no. No, he actually wasn't. No, I was not. I actually I shat all over that. It was it was it was so fucking dumb. He hadn't seen it yet, and I was like watching it and trying not to spoil for him. I said, "Well, basically, so far the hunt for the egg is basically like the hunt for the twenty four seven (laughs) title." Yeah, and then. uh He's like, man, I, the twenty four seven title, which was won by one Dana Brooke. Congratulations, Dana Brooke, for becoming oh the twenty four seven champion, winning her first championship in WWE. And, Can we just take a moment to just talk about the fact that she's been with the company for how long, and the only championship they've ever like put on her is the fucking gimmick championship? Yeah, that's that sucks. Hey. That's, I mean, yeah, you, you know, I guess you take a title however you can, but like. I was reading somewhere somebody was talking about like it's sad for somebody like somebody who's been there as long as she has and then this is what they book her to get. Like, like, like even if they would just like put her in a team with somebody and had her become tag champion or something that still would have been a significantly bigger mark on her career than the fucking 24-7 championship. Well, you know yeah. what though man it's 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 what you do with it right so if if she takes it and look at look at Reggie he he took that 24-7 championship and he made it work because he did all that parkour stuff and made it fun like a fun segment again it put a another another lease on that segment look at what happened did he, when... did he make it a fun segment because i'm pretty did sure he? we haven't yeah. touched up or we haven't talked about the 24 7 championship because there's been so many six months there's been so many other now. things to to talk about but 
But even like when Maria won it, you know, she was the pregnant champion and that made it kind of its fun little thing. So if Dana can take it and make it into something fun and make it put her own spin on it, then it definitely it definitely oh can God. be entertaining. But, but like, you know what will happen is she'll get herself like, over and then they'll release her. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you know what Jason's trying to book right now, Mike? is He's trying Dana, to book himself some tickets. Yeah, that. And, <laughs> and and he's trying to book like Dana main event for WrestleMania with the 24 yeah, zone. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Well, I mean, Jason, you don't need to get free tickets uh, from Dana anymore because WWE has been discounting all their tickets because nobody wants to fucking go to their shows. <laughs> that's good because their shit was way overpriced anyway. So, uh, some people, yeah, but, some but people to get back to wait, get back to your people, question, some people, some people in red pants do want to go to the shows. Some people in red to, pants. What? The huh? attack? The attack? Last oh, week? That oh, guy, yeah, 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 the guy, yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that guy didn't want to go to the show. He he was booked for the show. There's a difference. <laughs> well, no, he. I don't think it was that he was booked for the show. He no, that, he, that was that was the joke was because he he thought he got catfished by a fake account. Yeah, <laughs> that made him convinced that he was booked to attack Seth Rollins on behalf. Oh, of that, that's and Vince McMahon. that's not the that's not the way I understood it. The way I understood it was that he was catfished by by Seth Rollins, by an account that was claiming to be Seth Rollins and him attacking Seth had to do with him getting revenge because he, because of the money that was taken from him. Like he thought that Seth Rollins took the money from him. So that's why he attacked Seth. I see. I didn't hear that. That, that was, that I was heard that he got catfished by multiple accounts and thought he was booked for the show. Oh no. I, yeah, I don't know, but that, that was, the, the the impression that I got from the this was the article that I read from the the statement that he gave to the police in WWE was that he thought that he thought that Seth Rollins had had taken five hundred dollars from him like he thought he yeah, was actually talking to Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and Seth took took five hundred dollars from him so he was coming he came there to attack Seth to to get his to try and get his money back basically but it wasn't I, Seth I, it was some sorry. catfish account. Well, I was talking to my wife about that, and she's like, well, don't take any offenses, but wrestling fans aren't smart. Because I'm like, how would anybody believe that Seth Rollins is trying to catfish them out 500 bucks? Right. Like, even if... She's, she, she's like, well, no offense, but wrestling fans aren't the smartest people in the world, honey. So, <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong at she's, all. I, sorry, I was like, I know me. But, upset, this, right? but this is... Catf- um, catfishing has happened to a lot of different people, not just wrestling fans, though. Well, I mean, I, look, at, aware, look at Manti got... Teow. I mean, this dude was a, a fucking standout linebacker at Notre Dame heading for the NFL, and he got catfished into thinking that he had a girlfriend that died out there somewhere, and it was like his best friend. So, <laughs> But there's I mean, the difference between getting seduced by, by the potential of pussy and <laughs> getting convinced that a former WWE world champion needs your $500. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird. It is weird, but, you know, people aren't smart sometimes. You know, they they believe what they want to believe, so, in all aspects. Now, I believe Kevin asked me a question that I never answered, so let's rewind (laughs) it back a little bit. Why the fuck didn't you answer it, you goddamn mark? Never got the chance to. So, the the infamous egg payoff that happened last week. I I will say, they definitely made a... A positive, if if you could call it a positive, out of that negative, just yep. by by I, I, I liked, <laughs> I, I guess I liked the whole fact that Sammy was the one who knew what happened, 
Sammy parlayed that into hoping he would get himself a title opportunity. And then he brought in Austin Theory, who Austin Theory was the one who took the egg because he wanted to take a selfie with it, which was dumb and stupid. But that's Austin Theory, so it made sense. And Austin Theory's the type of guy that'd get catfished by Seth Rollins for five hundred dollars, right? Yeah. But then, but then, but then Vince McMahon rewarded Austin Theory for stealing the egg because it took some balls, and he got the title opportunity instead of Sammy. So I thought that was actually really cool, and and it was good to inevitably put a new superstar in that main event role at least for a night you know put him up against the wwe champion in that match and and put him in that light so i guess they they turned it into a positive they turned it into something good even though you know the survivor the the whole thing at survivor series was really fucking dumb and the whole thing at raw was kind of dumb but at the same time i mean at least they did something they did something right with it at the end what a a crappy week sammy Zayn had Right. I mean, basically two title opportunities <laughs> Just well no he from. is he still is the number one contender though he won that battle royal so even though Lesnar's coming back he still has that that shot though so that didn't that all all the all the Lesnar all the Lesnar announcement did was kind of squash his his moment but still didn't take the opportunity away because he he was well, tweeting, yeah. he was tweeting out like I'm still I'm the number one contender I won this I earned this all they really did was just kind of shit on a celebration with the whole Brock Lesnar announcement. So, so what if I what I want then out of this is I want a triple threat between Reigns, uh, Lesnar, and Sammy. And you want Sammy? To, and you want Sammy get to the win shit it? Fucking oh no! I was gonna say I want to get the, him to get the shit kicked out of him for like twenty minutes by both of them. Yeah, I'd be fine with that, but I want him to get the shit kicked out of him for twenty minutes, but then somehow accidentally win the match and become and become Universal Champion over Brock Lesnar and, and Roman Reigns. I think it'd be great. I, I mean, yeah, I like hilarious. I like Sami Zayn. I mean, I, I, I have I, no problem with Sami. I just think it would be funny because of his character. Yeah, oh yeah. For it to be them just like fucking taking turns on his ass for yeah. a twenty minute match. Well, it, it was kind of funny, too, how, you know, Sammy was like, you know, he started bitching about uh, Austin Theory getting the title in Vince's office and getting the title opportunity. And, and Vince goes, shut up, Sammy. Nobody likes a snitch. Yeah. I... <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, it had its moments. So, and then I, I started to, to watch Raw a little bit um, from, uh, from today, and uh, I just saw the kind of the opening segment i really got past that but but yeah so i don't know if this is true or not but i saw something on either instagram or twitter about a a segment where they had austin theory with vince mcmahon again yeah and this time vince like threatened to kill him if he ever stole the egg again yeah yeah he did oh i didn't see that i I saw them talking but i didn't hear what he was talking about yeah he said sit down and let's watch the show and maybe something unexpected will happen tonight or whatever and blah 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 and then yeah he ended with and by the way if you ever steal from me again I'll kill you (laughs) (laughs) then he smiled (laughs) that makes sense I could see Vince taking um, Austin Theory as his his next little protege that might not be a bad angle for Austin but um, but yeah, but you know what? Him threatening to kill Austin Theory is still be- better than fucking Bill Goldberg threatening to kill a black man on national television week after week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right, so I figure you know, we really haven't talked a whole lot of NXT, and with War Games coming up this weekend, I thought it would be a great time to, to talk NXT. But before we get into that, let's cover a few things that happened on AEW Dynamite. First of oh, which yeah. was... Okay, before we get to the the main thing we're going to talk about, did you guys catch Darby Allen being shot out of a cannon at one of the gun club members? I think it was, uh, I forget which gun it was. It wasn't Austin, it was the other one. Where he was, Sting came out, walked up on the stage. I mean, he basically like Keith Lee pounced Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. Kind of the same. same. He just came running full sprint out of that tunnel. And just railed dude in the face with his entire body. <laughs> I mean, just and I'm just like, that dude's dead. Yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, it really was. That that was yeah. incredible. How about and, the, and the best part is leading up to it is like Stings is there smiling like, yeah, you gonna get fucked up, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he knew, but I don't know if he knew. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't think he knew what it was gonna. He knew something was gonna happen, but I don't think he expected to see a well, man get murdered in front of him. And he's coming up a ramp. So just it, it it just worked out so perfect to where the top of his head was to where where Darby was launching from. I mean it it was kind of a perfect storm. I I'm surprised Darby came out of that unscathed, but I guess the one that delivers the blow I mean, doesn't really feel yeah. the pain. But holy shit! On top of that, like if you watch it, it, it if he would have been even a second like misstep, that wouldn't have worked because even like with the spot that happened it felt like dude was running up the ramp too faster than darby could get to him because mm-hmm. like if you watch that hit it's it's rough yeah yeah it was it definitely was fucking the gun club though was like undefeated in singles and tag which makes no fucking sense yeah, it doesn't Why? make sense i mean I, don't, I mean don't be wrong they're on dark so it's not like any of that matters but like why the fuck are they protecting billy fucking gun yeah <laughs> Because he's like, an ass man. <laughs> like, he he literally has nothing to gain or lose in this. And yet they're like, we're going to make him and his, his stable fucking undefeated. Yeah. Oh, real quick. I was just reminded of the funniest fucking thing that happened on Monday Night Raw last week when Riddle dressed up like Randy Orton. He had the, oh yeah. He had the goatee. Yeah. He wore the the trunks. He, he even put he even put tape on his feet so it looked like he had boots on. Boots on. <laughs> the only thing he was missing was the knee pads. I just want to know if hands. he got that uh, goatee from um, fuck. What's his name? Kenny's uncle. Oh uh, uh, no, that one that one actually looked like real hair, unlike the one that uh, Don Callis had drawn on his Don face. Callis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was trying to get Randy to dress up like him tonight. Yeah, and the, only, and the, only, the only thing I saw was Randy was wearing a wig and did not look pleased. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the the other, uh, but man, and the, the other thing too, man, how far has Cody Rhodes fallen from the poster boy for AEW and everything the fans love to just being completely viscerally hated by the entire <laughs> entire fan base? I mean, it's it's pretty incredible how much people hate him right now. Yeah, and that's and that's one thing. Like, and that was actually one good point that Rick made. He was they were talking about that. They're like. He thinks it's time for like Cody to turn heel, but like Arn needs to do it too. Like one can't turn on the other. Like they both need to turn heel together. Because he's like, if he had Arn talk for him, he said Arn's probably like the best like talker AEW has. And 
like you imagine like some heel promos right now from Martin Anderson. I mean, Jason, you've been listening to those What Happened Wins and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it'd be the same type of shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I, I would love to see that. Well, I, I love I love the teasing and stuff they've done with him and Tully Blanchard. And then they even did a spot together, like in the ring. Like, I was, you know, for mm-hmm. like a throwback old school fan, that uh, was pretty cool to see. Yeah. But, and, and really, what do you think about it? <laughs> Other than the promo we're about to talk about, what what promo has been the most remembered promo in AEW so far? It's been the oh. the pull the Glock out promo that was from Martin Anderson. I mean, yeah. he literally has the most viral promo other than the one that happened on Wednesday when MJF decided to come out and confront CM Punk. Holy shit, oh, the back man. and forth that went between these guys... I mean, they held nothing back. And and really, I, I think Punk was right, though. MJF really came at him with some low-hanging fruit. Like, he he basically hit on all the, the greatest hits. Uh, but then Punk called him a less famous Miz. And right? <laughs> shit really hit the fan. And then... Didn't he, say, didn't he say something about Tony Khan and his daughter or something? Yeah, that oh, was, yeah. That was, that's how we, he ended we it. We have to wait for Tony Khan to have a daughter so you can marry her and become relevant or something like that. <laughs> yeah, be num- Yo, yeah, the only way you're going to be number one in this company is if Tony Khan has a daughter and you marry her or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he, he said he said that uh, that he talks about the fourth pillar so much, but he doesn't realize that he's been replaced by Bit- Britt Baker. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So oh, man. I I thought MJF's rebuttal the second time around he was he was a little bit better, but man, you know, as as good as people think he is on the mic, um CM Punk just showed him that he's still not the best. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Oh man. I'm I'm not gonna lie. My my, my chair's still a little damp. That that, <laughs> that, almost, that, that was everything I needed. It almost reminds me of like like when Punk talked about like when he was working out in the Indies first starting out, he thought he was the shit. And he was, thought he was such a great wrestler and this and that. And then he actually wrestled like uh, Eddie Guerrero on an indie show, and he's like, he's like, and then I got in the ring with Eddie Guerrero, and I realized how bad I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that, that can be that, that definitely can hold true because really, I mean MJF is a good promo, but if you take the the shock elements away. And some of the, you know, uh, some of the the swear words and and the crutches that he leans on sometimes, you almost wonder, is he really that good or is he just saying things that are taboo to say so it sounds cool because he, you know, it makes it sound cool because he's saying it. I mean, I've definitely heard promos from him where I'm like, wow, that's really fucking good. But, you know, at the same time, though, I, I don't know, man. Him saying him, when he came out though and said that uh, you know the, the cheap cheap stuff. It's yeah, like it's cheap heat is is can he do something beyond cheap heat? I also almost feel like that's his character though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, his character is literally that like do the cheapest thing possible to get popular, to get wins, to do whatever. Like it's so it's like while it's you know you know low hanging fruit and it's you know we, there's people who can do it better. It's it's literally just his character, so I mean he maybe can do better, but it just kind of makes more sense almost. Yeah. yeah, true. Let me ask you guys this though: so you know, they're realistically, when do you think they're going to have a match? It hasn't been announced yet, right? No, there hasn't been anything announced. I have to assume it's going to be the next pay per view. 
Yeah, well, I, I figured it would be before that, though, because usually they have, a couple, they have the Winter is Coming event coming up or something like that. That's not pay-per-view, got... but it's a TV. No. Well, so, so here's the thing, though. After um, Dynamite went off the air, uh, Hunk came back out in Britt Baker's jacket because she left it out and he decided <laughs> he wanted to wear yeah. it. Um, both him and Tony Khan kept teasing about how they're going to have a pay-per-view in Chicago soon. Hmm. Okay. So I mean, it, it, I figure if that's the case, then maybe there's a, maybe they're playing on doing more than just their their four a year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I know I, they got. A, I know they got another special like on January the eighth. Yeah. Um, but then I think their next pay per view is is it Rev, is it Revolution? Revolution, I think, is like February or something. Yeah. Like that. I just know I, they usually have a couple different special events per year, and I thought they had one coming up because I thought they had one coming up around the same time as as something NXT was doing. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to try and look it up here real quick. But here, my question is, though, so whenever they do have a match, do you guys feel that maybe the talking will overhype to where the match might not be able to deliver? You know, because... We we're clamoring for these guys to verbally joust. So is the the in ring going to be as good as a verbal jousting? I, I think so. Yes and no. I I don't think anything's going to be better than them just cutting promos on each other. I feel like they could do that for six months, and I I would sit here with a fucking just hard as a rock and not give a shit. Um, but at the same time, I also feel like they're going to have that kind of match that we want where it's more about storytelling, less about, you know, hitting the big moves. Yeah. And I think from a match aspect too, like, you know, that like punk's not going to let it be shit, you know, just, just, I mean, when we saw his pacing with like some of his matches done so far. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I can see from Jason's end too, though. Yeah. Maybe, it's going to get overhyped with the promos. And then like, if it doesn't deliver, you know, egg on the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that'd be the only thing that I would maybe, I don't know, wonder about, but yeah, so they, I did find it here. They have the winters coming. That is December 15th. So that's uh, in a couple of weeks. That's, that's an event that they do on TNT. So that'll be there. And then they have Revolution, which is a pay-per-view that is the 26th of February. But before that, they have a Battle of the Belts, which is going to be... Clash of Champions. What's that? Clash of Champions. You're right, exactly. (laughs) I think Battle of the Belts is a homage to... um, Back in... In the eighties, like the championship wrestling from Florida used to have put on these shows, and they were and they would bring people in from different promotions. Like Flair would come in, like like different territories, and they were called Battle of the Belts. So I'm thinking maybe that's what. Well, yes, reason, that is accurate. The only reason that they're using Battle of the Belts is because they can't get the naming rights to Clash of the Champions. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Clash, <laughs> you know, of, Champions, but Clash of but Clash of the Champions was never about championships like night of the champions was so like yeah but the, you know the, and this it, battle of the belts they're not they're not going to have champions from impact and new japan coming in no they're, but no that's, it's, that's, it's, 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 I, I would say it's more of a takeoff of night of the champions than clash of the champions i would say i don't know 
I think it's <clears throat> I think it's just TBS being like, oh, we need to do Clash of the Champions. I'm like, ah, we can't call it that because WWE owns that because you guys didn't want to do wrestling anymore and everything got sold to them. Oh, well, what can we call it that's close to that? Um, I don't know, Battle <laughs> of the Belts? Oh, that sounds great. Let's call it that. That's more what it sounds like to me than anything else. I mean, I, I would replace TBS with um, Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and Omega being like, oh, man, we should really do a Clash of the Champions show. Oh, we don't own that. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. What can we do? And then they went and watched a bunch of old wrestling tapes. They're like, oh, let's do Battle of Belts. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little NXT 2.0. We got War Games coming up December 4th, which is this upcoming Saturday. We really haven't talked a whole lot of NXT just because there's been other things that have kind of dominated uh, our conversations. <laughs> I was going to say, in the last month, I probably watched uh, NXT 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess I can fill you guys in on what's going on then. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Aside from uh, what WrestleTalk has told me about NXT, I haven't watched any of it because I haven't given a flying fuck about it. Okay. Well, there, there's not too many matches, so I should be able to catch you guys up. So if anybody else is like my two co-hosts here that have not watched NXT, this is a good review leading up to the War Games show that's coming up on Peacock on December 4th. So if you want to check out War Games because, you know, War Games is a lot of fun, at least you'll have an idea of what's going on. All it's right. no blame guts, but... <laughs> <laughs> Blood and Guts coming up at Battle of the Belts. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do something like that just to to be like a big fuck you nut. They have the, basically the guy who made War Games what it was in NXT. And, and, and then next October, they're going to have Halloween wreak havoc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So starting off with War Games, uh, first you got the, the, the first match on the card at least one of the first matches on the card is going to be Roderick Strong, who's now a part of this team called Diamond Mind. Have you guys seen much about Diamond Mind? I remember them originally showing up and me being confused that Roderick Strong was suddenly a cruiserweight. Yes, Roger Strong is a cruiserweight, yeah. but this what like, what is funny? Second, like one second he was like North American champion, right, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he was cruiser, cruiserweight champion. Like I thought they just like traded belts or something. No, that's that's <laughs> not what happened. That's not, <laughs> not even close to what happened. But what's funny is he's defending his cruiserweight championship against a guy who is not even close to a cruiserweight in Joe Gacy. I heard about this. So yeah. so basically. Uh, so it's more of an open weight championship. Yeah. So so Roderick got his um, his dude, the, the guy that runs Diamond Mind, um, which you know I'm gonna blank on his name all of a sudden because I'm on the spot. But he got him to. Right? Does it matter? Wow. He got him to uh, to to waive the the cruiserweight weight limit so he could face Joe Gacy. So Joe Gacy has that dude Harland in his in his uh, back corner, which is that uh, Parker Bordeaux guy that's. Uh, all of a sudden, shaved his head and went really gothic. But wait, uh, is he is he Scarlet's brother? Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he's related. Oh, so to that was Scarlet. That's Scar. That's Scarlet's last name in, in, of her ring. It is that. It, yeah, that is. Yeah. You're right. And and she also was like this weird like gothic goddess when she was you know when she still came out with Kyrian Cross before they he, he got moved to the main roster and then they both got fired. So it just seemed like a 
Don't forget to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So, so Diamond Mine is is run by by um, I think his name is Malcolm Bivens, and uh, he's the, uh, the the head of it. So he's kind of the um, uh, if if you had to put it in perspective, he he's kind of like that uh, that fat face dipshit on AEW that runs America Top Team. So he kind of runs Diamond Mind almost like it's America's Top Team, right? So he's oh, got. That means he's gonna get uh, what Jericho do that dude's nuts. <laughs> so they stapled. Yeah, stapled him. Yeah, so this is gonna nuts stapled in War Games. So he's got the Creed Brothers, which are these like jacked up uh, crazy amateur wrestling tag team, and then they got that girl that was a part of. Um, uh, a part of uh, uh, so the, the America or he, that show that the so Rock hosted. So they're America's, so they're America's top team ripoffs, basically. No, they're more, but the, actually, they're more. <laughs> I don't know. For, in a wrestling, in a wrestling uh, atmosphere, you know, yeah. they, they can all go though. So they're not just like MMA guys trying to be wrestlers. But you got Malcolm Bivens, you got Roderick Strong. But then they're they like, have all that, right, we get clashed of champions, but you guys get America's top team. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they, they have this girl Ivy Nile. So Ivy Nile was the the one who cool won. Name. She won the um, that show that The Rock did on NBC. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, True Grit. Yeah, or that no, no, no Titan Games, not, Titan Games. I say, I so she, she great, wasn't that a movie? No, that was that was something else. That, no, that was a, that was a show, but that was a John Cena show. That was a different uh, show. I, I get them mixed up. They're both super jacked and, and yeah. So Ivy Nile won. <laughs> The, the t- this is going horribly bad. Uh, so Ivy Nile, <laughs> Ivy Nile won the Titan Game show. Uh, she's only like five foot two, one t- hundred twenty six pounds. But dude, this girl had a match on this past NXT, and dude, she gets it from a from a professional wrestling <laughs> standpoint. She totally gets it. She she's got the she's got the what? I thought you meant like oh she gets it. Girl. No 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 no. I thought you meant like oh no. I'm, I'm I'm talking about how she's. <laughs> she's gonna get. She's adapted to the professional wrestling, you know, the character-wise. Like she's got the in-ring work pretty down for somebody that's pretty new to it. But in in, in addition to that, she's got the character stuff down too. Like she had, um, who is she facing? I, I, mean, I don't remember who it was, but she had this girl in a in a head scissors. So she had the girl in a head scissors, and while she was in the head scissors, she started doing crunches. Like it, you know, oh, it's just yeah, like I little, saw something about yeah, that. It's just like little things here and there. Like she's she's a bit of a firecracker, but she's a lot of fun. So Diamond Mind, kind of cool. cool. The Creed Brothers a little weird, but you know we'll give them that. So anyway, so Roger Strong, head of the Diamond Mind, he's going up against Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy's kind of playing that like weird. Everybody like you know the ring is a safe space character that like oh, he's yeah, got okay. he's had the controversial promos he you know he almost seems almost like a, kind of like a cult leader in a way and now he's got this uh, the this guy Harland that's that just randomly shows up and like runs in and runs out he doesn't say anything he doesn't talk he's just he's just this quiet stoic character that just keeps kind of showing up and it seems like Joe Gacy's trying to show him the way so that is going to be your cruiserweight title match. So that should be fun to watch. I should make. I it. love how Jay. I love how Jason like started talking much quicker. Just some oh, like right. he fucking <laughs> ran up to like five times speed just to try to outrun us. All right, and now in the next match we're gonna have a hair versus hair match. Can you guys take any oh, guesses to who's in the hair versus hair match? Uh, Matt Jerry Hardy Lawler oh. and Matt Hardy, uh, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. Yeah, Triple H. <laughs> 
God. Okay. So the hair versus King Kong hair, Bundy. So the hair versus hair match is going to be Duke Hudson versus oh. Cameron Grimes. There you go. That's, yeah. Okay. So the way this Wait, rivalry started. It's gonna be bald of a beard. That's gonna be weird. Yeah. Well, the way this look like a member of the He has to shave his whole body. Oh. <laughs> I tune in for that. <laughs> You would too. It's, it's like it's two hours of him just getting whacked, <laughs> right? That would be the best episode of NXT 2.0 ever. He'd be the wild forty-year-old virgin, yeah. it, like, <laughs> screaming out like, "Oh, Kelly Clarkson!" All right. So the way this rivalry came to be was that Duke Hudson started hosting the show called Duke's Poker Room. So basically, oh, they would just yeah. do little vignettes where Duke Hudson was in his poker room schooling people at poker. And then at one point in time, he invited Cameron Grimes to come in because, you know, obviously Cameron Grimes, bit of a, you know. He has money. He has, he has money and he's kind of dumb, right? So, you yes. know, they, they do this whole they do this whole segment. That, so basically the entire show, they keep going back to the poker room with him and Cameron Grimes and Cameron seemingly is getting beginner's luck. You know, he's basically like, ah, yeah, I'll go all in or whatever. And, you know, Duke's thinking he's got him. He's got, you know, uh, he's got, a, a three Kings or, you know, a, a full house, but then Cameron ends up having a, a Royal flush or some shit like that. He's like, how is that possible? And, you know, of course, Cameron doing the whole, Oh, I, I, did I win? Is that a good hand? You know, whatever. So you have this whole dynamic where you, you basically have Cameron hustling Duke and he doesn't know it. So then that leads into Duke getting mad. And then they have a live poker game in the ring where they basically only play one hand because Cameron keeps like raising it, raising it, raising it, even though he literally has nothing in his hand. And then Duke finally was like, fine. He folds thinking Cameron's got this amazing hand. And then he puts the cards on the table. Duke looks at him, sees he had nothing. And then he flips out. After he flipped out, he beat up Cameron Grimes, and then he cut his hair, and he shaved part of his beard. So now Grimes' hair is shorter. It's, you know, about shoulder length, and his beard is more trimmed all the way to his face. He doesn't have the long beard anymore. But that led them to a hair-versus-hair match. Any questions? I feel like a better <laughs> build to that match than boring poker games would have just been like, Vince McMahon doesn't like hairy men, so we're going to have Cameron Grimes get waxed on television they, they just come out and say it yeah <laughs> just just in charge of nxt you know this is yeah. what's happening i mean triple h apparently still isn't doing well health wise so that's he sad. hasn't quite been around oh i thought there was footage of him walking into survivor series no survivor series were, is the nxt they were touring the because uh, there's a new headquarters being built uh um, and it, he was oh yeah, they all, they all had fight. hard hats on and shit. Yeah, gotcha. So he was a part of the tour of the new new facility. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sad. Hopefully Triple H starts to get better too. But Triple H, I thought Triple H was actually running SmackDown or Raw. I thought he was running either SmackDown or Raw. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even really working with NXT that that much recently. I think Bruce. I think Bruce is running both of them. Yeah, I think Bruce is at this point running everything. Yeah, yeah. and um, I guess uh, Sean's better. NXT. Yeah, I know Sean was also doing a lot with NXT UK as well, but... Oh, speaking of Sean, the, uh, on Peacock, they put up the Ruthless Aggression series, season two, 
and they have a thing on there. It's a resurrection of Shawn Michaels. Basically, it kind of chronicles his his return back after injury and being a part of the ruthless aggression era and everything too. It's actually it was actually pretty good. It was a good watch. So get some time, check that out. All right, and then aside from those two matches, what's that? We didn't get paid for that plug. Speaking of, uh, so the rest of the War Games card basically works out like this. You got the two War Games matches. So this is um, the women's match. It's kind of a hodgepodge. You you have Toxic Attraction, which is Mandy Rhodes, uh, Gigi Dolan, and uh, I forget what the other girl's name is. And then Dakota Kai Kai is joined their cause. And then on the the other side, you got Raquel Gonzalez being joined by Cora Jade, who's a newcomer, which... I feel like Mike would absolutely love if he saw her. Kaylee Ray, who came over from NXT UK, who was the uh, NXT UK champion, uh, women's champion. And then you got Io Shirai on that team as well. So the Toxic Attraction Dakota Kai team, really on the same page. This other team's kind of thrown together. But, um, yeah, any thoughts on, on, on this one at all? Sorry, you lost me. You were like, I bet he'd like her. So I started looking her up to see who she was. <laughs> <laughs> Cora Jade's kind of got that um, that kind of punk girl next door type vibe. You know, she oh, yeah. she kind of rides it. the ring in a skateboard. She got the dark hair. She's kind of a kind of a little cutie. Very young though, um, but uh, but yeah, she's uh, she she's kind of the. She she almost kind of to me seems like the the new Bailey in a way kind of the way that uh, they're I, they're booking her. In a, kind she of looks like she's she'd be like Bailey and Paige had a baby. Yeah, I guess th- that's how she looks. I'm just talking more from an attitude perspective and kind of like who she is. All all of her wins that she's gotten have literally been roll up wins off of distractions and stuff like that. Like she has, she doesn't have like an established finishing move. Uh, she's used that skateboard a couple of times too, uh, to, to her advantage as well. But, um, but yeah. Oh, so she's, a, oh, so she's a piece of shit. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so quickly. Whoa. Kevin's like, where can I fit in here? All right, this is it. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, MJF, I need you to calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So that's what all we 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 crack the code after a hundred whatever episodes. It's it's all just Kevin says edgy shit, and that makes us think that he's <laughs> unhinged. But really, <laughs> it's just cheap heat. Yeah. Uh, I just want to know who this like MJ Kev, this goofy looking <laughs> fucking ginger that's hanging out with her is. Goofy fucking ginger that's hanging out with who? The the Cora Jade girl. Oh, the guy. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's supposed that's supposed to be her boyfriend. I forget his name, but yeah, he's one oh, of the new NXT characters. Yeah, he is. I was I thought Mike was about to say, "Oh, that's a guy." Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about how many ladies you've seen with goatee, but <laughs> but yeah, he's he's supposed to be her boyfriend. I, I I don't know if that's an on-screen thing or a real thing, but that's that's apparently where that's going. And then the final War Games match is kind of an old school versus new school when it comes to NXT. Yeah. So on the new school side, you got that uh, that Waller guy. I forget his first name. Uh, Gr- Grayson Waller. My fault. I knew his name. Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, Bronson Breaker, and Tony D'Angelo. Ayo. And then on the NXT old school side, of course, you got Tommaso Ciampa, you got Johnny Gargano, you got Pete Dunne, 
and L.A. Knight, which L.A. Knight is kind of a newcomer to NXT, but I guess he's because he's an he's old, a, he's older. He wrestler, fit, yeah. yeah, I guess that kind of fits, and he's he's got a thing with Grayson Waller. So, so really, neither team, other than you know, you got a little history between Tommaso and and uh, Pete, and of course Tommaso and Johnny, uh, but neither team really has much of an alliance here. They they just all hate the people on the other side from them. But um, hashtag Survivor Series. I thought it was pretty interesting, though, the way they did that, though, because, you know, Braun kind of came out at the end and he was like he was the one who was like war games. And that's kind of what set it up. But um, <laughs> well, I'm he says so. so. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. So they didn't. They didn't even have the fucking goal to have William Regal say it. No. So it, it was basically all. There was Tommaso. Tommaso came to save uh, Johnny because he was getting beat up by Carmelo and um, his his buddy, and then Tony D'Angelo. Or no. Uh, L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller basically fought. They were fighting the entire night, and they fought into what was going on. And then at some point, Tony D'Angelo came out. Pete Dunne came out because they have a thing going on. And then at the end of it, you hear Braun Breaker's music hit. And basically, you had Waller, D'Angelo, and Hayes sitting on the ramp, like kind of like recoiled a little bit and then you had the veterans in the ring like yeah come fight us and then breaker came out and joined the newbies and and said war games and that's what led to it even in the women's one it it wasn't regal that that did it it was it was uh i think eo shirai maybe that did it or somebody well i'm officially not watching just (laughs) just because regal didn't say it yep that's that's the straw that broke the already dead camels back for me wow you take a lot of things out of NXT, but you take William Regal out of War Games, and you can eat my ass. Wow. Wow. Mm. Not that far, huh? And on that note, thank you guys for listening <laughs> to this week's episode of the show. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, honestly, that's, we pretty much hit on everything I wanted to talk about. So, <laughs> do you guys uh, have any I, other I, thoughts? I, I, I want to talk about, real quick, the, probably the best feud that's going on in all of wrestling right now. All right. That's Paul Heyman and Caleb Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, how great are those two together? Yeah, Paul had oh some pretty god. pretty poignant things to say to her on, on SmackDown for sure. Oh my god. That that was the best thing in Survivor Series when he was walking down the hall like he does, and she says, Hey Paul, oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> He's like yeah. stop doing that to me. <laughs> I, I will say I, I was a little disappointed because it seemed like throughout that entire night she went out Paul kind of went out of his way to really make her look kind of stupid. And I felt like and even even uh fucking what's his name? Adam Pierce made her kind of feel a little stupid too by what he said. But then but then her like her moment was kind of stealing Sami Zayn's spotlight and basically being like, Oh, well like, Oh, Oh, breaking news. I I just got breaking news. Like I, I would have liked that to have happened a little bit differently. I think for, for my Mm -hmm. taste. Yeah, me too. But I guess, I don't know. I, I, it is what it is. I thought, I just thought she just didn't get the, the comeuppance that she deserved. You're probably right. I don't know. I didn't watch. <laughs> cool. Well, 
We well, really. Anna, there was an awkward silence. I thought I need to, I need to fill it, and I had already expressed that I didn't watch Survivor Series. So we we really fizzled out at the end of this one. So all right, guys. Well, <laughs> you guys have anything else to add before we uh, move on? Yeah, apparently you should have ended the show on uh, WWE and NXT can eat my ass because it really did go downhill from there. Yeah. It went downhill even before that. <laughs> me just, I don't know. Listening to you yeah, go to five times speed to try to outrun me and Kevin so we could interrupt you was pretty entertaining. Yeah, we definitely phoned it in this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at least it's a shorter episode, so that uh, didn't go didn't go over an hour. And I'm Dude, actually looking at. Oh, go ahead. I was saying, good, I can get to bed at a decent time after staying up <laughs> too late last night for that bullshit that I watched. Oh, God. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, I was pretty drunk by the end of that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking sports ball. We should have recorded yeah. last night. I'm a little excited to uh, to hang up, hang up with you guys and go watch this promo because uh, I, I saw Edge out and then all of a sudden uh, Mr. and Mrs. Miz decided to join oh, yeah. him in the ring. So I'm curious to see how that how that's going to shape out. So Yeah, they're trying to be MJF and CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did Edge call him a, a discount MJF? Um, what did he say? No, he didn't say that, but he did say something like along those lines. Uh, and like the Miz was talking about, like, oh, I made it. You're you haven't won a title in how many years? And I was a champion how many months ago? Even though it was for like a cup of coffee. And then Miz was saying something like, oh, the last time you held a title, you were the first match, and I was main event against John Cena. And like, hey, at least I remembered my WrestleMania moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. But uh, yeah, Maurice is back with him though, so good for her. Joining the joining the fun, and that that was like that was, didn't want to be like I ain't staying home with two kids. Fuck you. Yeah. That was one thing that actually came across pretty pretty funny on social media. It's like, man, why why are they disparaging the good goddamn name of the Miz? Like, you know, <laughs> everybody's like, I think Miz is pretty much winning in life. Like posting pictures of Maurice and stuff like that. Like they can talk shit about Miz all they want, but look, look where he's at right now. <laughs> I just want, I just want, I just want more of the Mrs. Dad back. Oh my I mean, god! Come on, you, you know? need to watch Ms. and Mrs. because he's a very large part of that show, and it's yeah. quite funny. Yeah, yeah he's well. Uh, he he even showed up at Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god! Of course, of course he, did. he did. Yeah, he was on the the one week he was he showed up to watch like the rehearsal, and he was criticizing Ms. the entire time. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Oh, uh, but now the Dancing of the Stars is over. Miz can return back to WWE, and here he is. So I'll, I'm I'm curious to go watch this promo and listen to it. I think it'll be fun. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Episode of the show. Hope you had a, a great Thanksgiving. Oh, one thing I did. You went. You went. You went that, wait, that, that, that's all, folks. One thing I did want to throw out before we before we close this out is. Uh, oh God! Come on. There is a there is a <laughs> member of the internet wrestling community. Uh, she goes by the. She has a Twitter handle, Just the Buckeye. Uh, not only is she a big wrestling fan, she's also a high state and cleveland browns fan but she's having a really hard time with uh, some medical issues so i just wanted to send out some some shout outs to her whether you're a believer in thoughts and prayers or whether you're a believer in positive vibes send them to her you know if you if you have the ability to tweet her and and you know wish her well there's been a lot of 
uh, WWE and AEW wrestlers that have reached out to her. And I know that's, that's, that, you know, it seemingly meant a lot. So she was actually, and, and the reason why she was actually one of the first people when I opened the, the gimmick minute Twitter account that actually interacted with me, like a live tweeting during a show, we kind of had a little bit of back and forth. So even though she big leagued us and didn't hit us with a follow back and she ignored any <laughs> attempts that I tried to get to, uh, to get it, to interview the show, still want to, wow. still want to send out, a, wow. still, still want to send out some positive to just try to fucking start an internet feud with her no no oh not at all no, no. I'm, I'm just saying me, that like, i'm just you know, saying like, that in jest nice, i'm kidding then, like, i'm kidding i was joking it was a joke <laughs> i was kidding i was kidding obviously when obviously when you got uh bubba trying to get you on um busted open you're not going to come and join some idiots on a on a uh, fan podcast like i get it i'm totally just yeah. just fucking around let but. me tell you something brother it doesn't <laughs> matter how big or small your podcast is most people who you ask to be on it don't actually fucking know how popular you are <laughs> because i have already lined up a couple guests who have over a hundred thousand subscribers each for toy therapy in january and i know another podcast uh called horror struck that has had actual like actors from fucking netflix series shit on it so don't well, don't you try to okay blame, well put the blame game on the fame so let's 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 reverse this back from mike touting about his prowess and go back to <laughs> wishing jess a speedy recovery hopefully things start to turn around for her because oh. you know that that situation really sucks she's a mom of yeah of two and you know i i, I feel really awful for her and hopefully she can get back on the men so she can get home to her babies. So uh, shout out to Jess the Buckeye and take care of yourself and good luck. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. So Paul was back. <laughs> hey again thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, a little NXT recap, but uh, Michael, you got anything you want to plug <laughs> other than how, other than how awesome yeah. you are? Yeah. First of all, first of all, (laughs) yes, I am awesome because make sure to check us out this January on Toy Fair. People will have more guests lined up. In the meantime, you can listen to the Modern Toy Fair podcast both on YouTube.com forward slash Modern Toy Fair and on any podcast app, even such as Spotify uh, and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify and all that fun stuff. Uh, Head to tpoke.com, search minutes. While you're a gamer or modern toy fair, you can find different shirts with our logos on them. And then you can go to my store and get all sorts of shirts of stupid shit we've come up with on this show and <laughs> on any of my other shows. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash modern toy fair every Wednesday for weekly purchases. Uh, we I have a TikTok now for modern toy fair, so go check that out too. It's at modern toy fair. <laughs> we'll do anything for the brand, as Pat McPhee would say. There you go. Yeah, we have a TikTok here too at Gimmick Bennett. We even have a YouTube oh. channel. That's true. I forgot Search that you made your, on YouTube. You, you, you made that TikTok so your daughter would uh, vote for you in the no. I made the, the promo battle. I, I made the <laughs> I made the TikTok to post videos that, uh, that 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 highlight the podcast. Although I've only you, I've only posted the promo battle. That's it. But regardless, and when you just brought up Spotify, Mike, last week's show. <laughs> was the spotify spot of our that was that was it was a brilliant spotify plug basically oh you'll have to clip it so i can listen to it (laughs) (laughs) 
And on that note, goodbye, everybody. For Michael, for Kevin, I'm Jason. Reminding you, Smarks, out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Oh. Goodbye, everybody.